0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox.
1: Guys, welcome to the show. My welcome to the is show, Josh, everybody. And this is Paradox. This is Paradox, and I'm Jimmy. You know, so often you don't make sense.
2: I've been told that that's um, true.
1: You sound eloquent. Yes, but See, you often don't make sense.
2: That's the thing. It's the illusion of competency. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But today's topic is not necessarily struggling and wrestling with Jimbo not making sense. Mm-hmm. But what happens when our Heavenly Father doesn't make sense?
2: Bum, bum, bum.
1: It's a great book on that.
2: Yes, it was. It's an old one. I can't des- I can't remember whether it was me or James Dobson that wrote it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Dobson, low these decades ago. But it's the concept of when God doesn't make sense. And that is something that everyone, every believer at some point in time struggles with. Because our brains crave balance. You know, our brains in are... In our
1: world, homeostasis is what we call that.
2: Wow. <laughs> you used that term on the air.
1: Yep, I dropped it.
2: Wow. Moving on. Our brains fight to make the world make sense, because it must make sense. Our brain has to balance it.
1: There's security in
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And so when we perceive that something doesn't make sense, that something is not fair, then we automatically bristle. I was told, gosh, I probably told you this growing up, but I was told so many times as a kid, you know, hey, well, this world isn't fair, but I don't care how many times someone told me that the world wasn't fair, I demanded that it was going to be fair because in my mind, it had to be fair. What God did and what God didn't do had to make sense in my mind. When God's actions or His lack of actions, when they don't make sense, that's when a lot of people have what is known as a crisis of faith.
1: Yeah, and you you don't have to look very far of other examples. You mentioned you and your childhood, but if you have kids, you see them fighting for equality all the time. I think we've said this before, but the great Jimmy Johnson mm. Cowboys playoff game tomorrow. Go boys! Do oh, yes you think it is. we're gonna win? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Maybe.
2: Oh yeah! We're gonna. They're spank gonna hear this em.
1: after the game.
2: Gonna spank.
1: So oh, yeah. maybe. We won't. We don't oh, know Oh, by the right way, right speaking now, of spanking,
2: how about those Longhorns we and just, the Georgia Bulldogs?
1: We're chasing a rabbit trail off
2: That's a okay. rabbit trail. We can talk about this I all know, day.
1: the Longhorns, they won. How, how about was so winning the Sugar Bowl? National Championship next year.
2: Oh, yeah. And they may just give it to us. They may not even make us make like play. You, like you and me? Yeah.
1: Okay. Jimmy Johnson, uh, he was famous for saying that he treats all of his players equally and that he treats all of them differently, Mm -hmm. which is great parenting. We're not going to dig into that right now, but our kids fight for equality. If my sister has something, well, then I demand that I do. It just makes sense. There's security in it.
2: Well, and that is the basic conflict because we demand that the world make sense. We demand that the world be fair. And yet the world will never make sense, and it'll never be fair. It just won't. Um, the system is set up that it just never will. It, it's, you know, finally, when God turned around and, excuse me, Noah talked to God, you know, he found out, you know, God said, hey, my ways are not your ways. You know, we learn that God's mind and motives are infinite. Ours are extraordinarily finite. And this can set us up, if we demand this fairness, it can set us up for a very disappointing, very frustrating life.
1: Yeah, but it's a very good thing. If we believed in a God that we understood 100% about, Mm -hmm. that we'd understood 100% of the time, well, he would be a God that my finite brain could pack into a smaller box. Correct. It's a really good thing when God doesn't make sense and when we don't understand him because he's bigger than us.
2: Yes. Yeah, and that looks good on paper, but as Jimmy Johnson...
1: We don't play on paper? We
2: don't play on paper.
1: Surely that wasn't Jimmy Johnson. (laughs) Practically speaking, and even yes. pulling out from our kids and looking at our own, when we marry someone that was one way and is now different, mm-hmm. we, we experience, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, unfairness is what mm-hmm. I want to say. What am I looking Cognitive for? Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> Not what I'm looking for. We experience a, a, a microaggression from God to us. No, what uh, uh, But we experience... Well, if God was doing it,
2: it would be a macroaggression. <laughs> it would be...
1: But when, we, when our kids, when we feel like we raise them well and when they do inappropriate things potentially consistently, we feel like that's unfair.
2: Yes, but the expectation, the expectation is if you love God and you do what's right, then you're going to have a good life. But not according to the Bible. You just have to look at Hebrews chapter eleven, is the the faith hall of fame. These the mighty people of faith, the people who just love God and serve God, and were used by God, and they were all tortured, and murdered. So apparently, just being a great believer and giving your life to God is not uh, your one way ticket to a great and wonderful peaceful life. Uh, Dobson called this the betrayal barrier. This this Dobson crisis. called it in your book. Yes, when God didn't make the so. betrayal barrier. So it's like, okay, well, I've done my part. I've, for example, taken my kids to Sunday school, and I've taken them to vacation Bible school, and I've taken them to camps, and we've prayed over meals you know, at least a couple of times a year. I've done my job, and now my kid's on drugs. Are you freaking kidding me? I feel betrayed by God because I've done my share, and now God didn't live up to his by making sure that I had a peaceful, joyous, contented life.
1: I tell my my kids that I see in counseling all the time, and adults for that matter, you know, if they're questioning God and and their faith, questions are actually a really, really good thing. You know, Mm -hmm. if we have questions on what God's up to, if we have doubts, potentially doubts of what He's up to, like, that can be a really, really good thing if it leads to searching for truth. Because ultimately, I believe if a person honestly seeks truth, they're going to land on biblical principles being the ultimate truth. Questions are bad when it leads to apathy, and I think so often they can. Questions can lead to just us giving up, throwing up our hands, and not really seeking the Lord in the matter.
2: Well, the questions if questions are fantastic if you honestly want to seek an answer. We were talking about how, you know, the church a lot of times avoids hard questions. We want to play like those questions are not there because we're afraid that there aren't answers. If people are 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 questioning with a sense of really finding an answer, they're there. But so many people use, you know, kind of a pseudo-intellectualism that oh, well, yeah, right. Like there was a boat and two of every animal got on it. Okay, fine. They want to they don't they get they don't really want an answer. They're just assuming that the whole concept of faith in God, Christianity, the Bible, is inherently incoherent, and therefore they use it as a reason not to ask questions. But when when we're dealing more not with intellectual questions, but with emotional ones like, God, why did you let this happen? I just think back to Jesus hanging on the cross when he said, my God, my God, why? Why have you forsaken me? So I figure... If Jesus can ask why, then it's okay for me to ask why. That is not a lack of faith, that is not being a bad believer, that is being honest and truthful and transparent and authentic before God. And I know that when my child would come up to me and ask me why, I wanted to share that reason with him. And God does, many 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 times he does. But in life, in this huge, gigantic life that we're trying to live for God biblically, there are many times that we are not given explicit answers as to why something happens. And that's just where this side of heaven, there's going to be a lot of things that we don't know, that we cannot be sure of, because we're not given clear black and white answers. And again, that leads back to a lot of people having a crisis of faith.
1: I think we've already said this on this episode, but. You know, Jesus' question of why, there was a fundamental underlying trust in that question. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a why you suck, Father. It was an honest why, I believe that you have my best interest, and this potentially doesn't make sense to me right now. Mm-hmm. So many of my emotional whys are mistrustful. Mm-hmm. And I think at like the you suck. core of mm-hmm. all of this... Is that is that trust?
2: Well, that's sort of at the base of it all. I believe one of the things that leads to this concept of God not making sense, therefore I feel betrayed or that you know well David, David felt how come the wicked prosper? I don't get that. you know how come really godly people are suffering and really wicked people have all the money and have all the luxuries and have all why is that? even David, way back in the day said it didn't make any sense. So I think a lot of this just foundationally is a misunderstanding about, there's a misconception about what living for Christ, living for God, means, what it implies. Because we're told repeatedly in the Bible that the world is going going to persecute you, you're going to suffer. Jesus said, you're going to suffer because I suffered. There's a reason that Paul said put on the full armor of God. He didn't say pack the full picnic basket of God because life is a picnic. It's just a joyous romp in
1: the daisies. A picnic basket. Who am I? (laughs) Did I sound like him? That was the worst. A picnic basket. No. That
2: sounds like a mentally handicapped Norwegian (laughs) bear. A picnic
1: basket. (laughs) How did he do it? Who am I talking like, anyway? Yogi Bear. There we go. Hey, boo-boo. Yeah. Hey, boo-boo, a picnic <laughs> basket.
2: You're good on the hey, boo-boo. You do your then, picnic basket. Well, I'm not going to do it, because I'll sound like oh, my a mentally handicapped Norwegian sailor.
1: Seriously, you're not going to do it?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to do it.
1: Close. He was close. Hey, boo-boo, <laughs> a picnic basket. <laughs>
2: Life is not mm-hmm. a picnic basket, is what we're saying. So the Bible is trying. I mean, if you just read through the New Testament, it's like, get ready. It's coming. You know, don't give up hope. Have faith because you're going to get hit right in the face. Know that. It's coming. And then when it comes, we just go, I don't get it. I don't get it. This shouldn't be happening. And it it seems like, again, there's this. This fundamental misconception, it's like we deserve a happy, contented, peaceful life. And I'm angry and or disappointed when God allows pain into my world. We say, well, this isn't fair. But the reality is, again, the scripture tells us repeatedly, the Christian life is a battle. It is painful. It's full of struggle, persecution, heartache. And when God grants us periods of peace and happiness and contentment, we should be grateful. We should be saying, "Well, gosh, I'm so thankful because I don't deserve this." That's a much more accurate way of viewing. Instead of "I'm mad because a family member, you know, gets sick or gets cancer," you know, God, how could you do this to us? It's like, yeah, this is what this is. We we live in a fallen world, and we we suffer the consequences of a fallen world. Yeah, this is going to happen. It's when you look around. And no one in your family does have cancer, and no one has been assaulted, and no one has been in a car wreck, and no one has gotten hooked on crack. That is just, a, God, thank you. I can't believe you're allowing me this time. And when we do have that time, we should be preparing for the time when the crapola is going to hit the fan or when the crap is going to fall out of the pick basket.
1: Ah, oh, you sound just like him there. I mean, it comes down to James one and potentially we're we're we've already moved past why we have a hard time with that, but you know, we should consider it pure joy yeah. when we face trials yes. because ultimately that leads to our maturity. Yes. Our faith maturity. But we don't want that. Well, no one ever does. We, we want we would like to give lip service to maturity. We don't want to go through the actual workout that maturity is required. Yes. And to clarify, I hope we're we're being doing it due diligence to say ask questions, have really hard emotions, be upset, be angry, but there needs to be a fundamental acceptance mm-hmm. and trust. Yes.
2: You say because, you know, hey, count it pure joy because it leads to, you know, maturity. It means, and not just there in James, but in all of the pain and the suffering mentioned scripturally, there is purpose. There's a purpose in the pain. And we just happen to live in a culture where, again, we go back to parenting where we throw up a, a pillow under our kid's rear end every time it falls down so he never experiences anything bad. You know, we are taught that, you know, you, oh, here's the, you, you just go in to buy gas and there's little things, oh, if you have a hangover, drink this. We don't ever want there to be a consequence for our behavior. We don't want there to be any pain. We don't want there to be any conflict. We all run from conflict in our marriages. We don't want our parenting to have, you know, our kids to have any struggle, you know, any failure culture tells us all that is bad but that it's a lie pain is good pain is is useful to god i mean we say it you know when i'm in the gym all the time you know no pain no gain i mean why do you think i'm you know the the gun show is is out today it's because no pain no gain we know that we know that we know that's true but when it comes to spiritual things when it comes to life in general we run from anything that is slightly Painful.
1: Because we can't trust it. Correct. And so often we don't trust it until we have perspective to be able to look back and go, oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, when my kids are infants and they're just bawling at me while my... I know that they can't help it and they're acting out of their brainstem, but go with me here. And they're just bawling, waiting for their bottle to finish heating up. And I, I, I think with all three of them, I would always, since when didn't I feed you? Like, I, this is coming. It's coming. Heart, right? Like, like I, I have never not fed you. But it's 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 not until we can look back so often and gain perspective that, oh, that makes sense now. But we need to learn to have the perspective at the beginning to be, when has God not fed us?
2: Well, it's, you know, we sing about trust and faith. We pray about trust and faith. We hear sermons ad nauseum about trust and faith, and yet we live our lives as though we have no idea what trust and faith means. When we're getting, you know, when Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a plan until you get hit in the face. Well, when life hits us in the face, that's where the faith and the trust comes. That's what it is. It is, I can't see why this is happening. I can't understand it. I'm in the fog of war, and I'm lost. But God says that even when we can't see, when we can't understand, we have this extraordinary, as a believer, opportunity to reach up and take a hold of the hand of the one who sees everything, who understands everything. So even when we don't, he does. Instead of just crapping our pants when things don't make sense— We just go, you know what, God, because we're not an infant, you gave us a brain. In Galileo, I doubt that God would have given us such an instrument as the brain for us to forego its use. We say to ourselves, you know what, God, you've always fed us. I don't get right now why I'm not getting fed, but you know what? You're holding me right now, so you've always fed me. So even though I'm not being fed right now, I know it's coming because I know you. That's what faith is.
1: A little bit of a sidestep. Potentially, we don't trust God because we don't spend enough time getting to know Him. True. We're just going to put a period on that. Put it on that.
2: That's where you drop the mic. Period. Don't, you lean it over gently. Don't don't drop it. Those are expensive. a
1: celebration of disciplines by Willard. I'm a fourth of the way in. I just started it over New Year's, and uh, it's kind of all about that. Mm-hmm. We just we don't discipline ourselves to to get to know Him,
2: and we don't know Him because we don't spend time with Him.
1: Yeah, That's part of the disciplines: reading scripture, yeah. prayer. So if it all comes down to this level that we haven't accepted, one, Mm -hmm. that bad things happen, almost bad things happen more often that they're guaranteed Mm when good things aren't. Correct. And we haven't accepted because we haven't had this fundamental trust of God. Yep. And potentially you don't have this trust of God because, one, you haven't spent time getting to know Him, but two, also you might have been hurt interpersonally Mm -hmm. in your life with friends or your spouse your kids, your parents, you, you know your family of origin. To where trust is a little bit more difficult, mm-hmm. and so we're, if you have this kind of fundamental mistrust of God, and you, you know, inappropriately question Him and get angry when things don't make sense, you should probably take a little bit of look at your interpersonal relationships, both past and present, especially past. Correct, and and attempt to kind of reconcile, accept those, and move on,
2: and realize that. Your parents, and again, nothing. none of this is conscious thought, but your parents aren't God. What your parents are are people, and they let you down, and sometimes they make mistakes, and sometimes they hurt you, most of the time probably inadvertently, sometimes, sadly, vertently, For, on purpose.
1: Let's go with advertently. Okay. That makes sense.
2: And so to understand that, that their behavior is not attached To your heavenly Father.
1: Research tells us that we attach it, but what you're saying is
2: our God attachment is connected directly to our attachment as a young child. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when God doesn't make sense, that's we gotta write a book. That's got a ring to it. Well, you've now quoted yourself, Dobson, and Mike Tyson, and Galileo. Galileo. What did Galileo say?
2: Doubt that God would have given us such an instrument of the brain for us to forego to
1: use. Wow,
2: that's my favorite quote from Galileo. Oh yeah, I you have know
1: others. Twenty twenty four,
2: but that's right at the top.
1: Yeah, mine is a picnic basket. <laughs> that's I, I
2: quoted. You're quoting <laughs> Yoga Bear in a drunken stupor. <laughs> that's who you're. <laughs>
1: For more information about this show, as well as any other previous ones, this ParadoxPodcast.com. You can also find us on our socials there. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we would love it if you shared the show, if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it...
2: Please don't, don't say anything.
1: Well, you guys can
0: share it, but
1: don't review, don't take yes. it to internets,
2: you know. And if I've offended
1: Keep you, it to yourself. email Josh. Uh, have a good day. See ya.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to TherapyWithBilly.com. For more information about our Paradox Evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to JulieLylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to ParadoxPodcast.com.